Hello and welcome to part 2 of Psychotic September and my look at the 1983's Cycle 2. Why over 20 years later they made this movie? I hear you ask. Well, the studios wanted to do a sequel, however Hitchcock wouldn't allow it. So the studios had to wait until Hitchcock had died in 1980. Also, this movie has nothing to do with the 1982 Robert Block follow-up to his own book, Cycle. Why was this made? Well, simple slasher horrors were at its height of their power, uh, with Halloween and Friday the 13th leading the charge, so why not bring back the grandmother of them all with this? Hmm. So with that, I guess it's on with the show, starring Anthony Perkins, Vera Mills, Meg Tilly and Robert Loga, directed by Richard Franklin, with a plot over 20 years after the events at the Bates Motel. Norman Bates is believed to be cured, so it's released much to the annoyance of Lila Loomis, the sister of Marion Crane. So she concocts a plan, concocts even, <laughs> a plan to prove Norman is still crazy. Can she be stopped or is she right? Is Norman actually still nuts? Is Mrs Bates back to her old tricks again? Hmm. Now, unlike Psycho, I've only ever seen this once and I haven't saw the others. So this will be an interesting experiment for me or experience rather for me. The movie pulls a Friday the 13th part 2 and replays the murder of Marianne over again and shows the infamous shower scene. It then shows a courtroom and Norman Bates released much to the annoyance of Lila Lemons. Plays once again by Vera Mills as she protests the ruling with a petition of over 700 signatures on it. And right here I notice the quality of this movie has sunk dramatically from the 1960 version to this 1980 version as the quality is just looks like a TV movie it is shockingly bad. Anyway moving on. So with Norman Bates once again played by Anthony Perkins in his most famous role walks free as he thanks his doctor played by Robert Loga. He returns home to the Bates motel and the house and this looks like a set with a cheap really badly painted backdrop. The house looks different in colour also as this is the actual house Hitchcock used. However this is now in the back lot of Universal Studios. As Norman walks through the house, he finds a note from Mother and has a flashback to the night he killed her with Perkinson's son Osgood playing the young Norman Bates. The next morning, Norman goes to his new job at a local greasy spoon as a kitchen hand. It's here we meet Mary, played by Meg Tilly, the younger sister of Jennifer Tilly, who was born in 1960, yet was never allowed to watch TV or movies growing up and had never ever saw Psycho. Sean had no idea who Perkins was and why he was getting so much hype and attention from the press, so much so that this pissed off Perkins and he wanted her fired off the set and the two never actually got on. We also meet his boss, Ralph, played by Robert Allen Brown, a waitress, Myra, played by Lee Carrington, and final Missy Spool, played by Claudia Breyer. That night, a woman who's a fight with Mary and her quote boyfriend, so Mary Norman takes pity on her and offers her a room at his motel. Going back to the motel just in time before the rainstorm hits, Norman gives her room number 5 after hovering over room number 1. So he checks out the, the room while she waits and gets harassed by hotel manager Mr Tommy, played by Dennis Franks, who sleazes on her. Norman comes back to grill Tommy, or Tommy rather, about the state of the motel and sends Mary up to the house. Norman quickly fires Toomey over the drugs and sex happening at his motel, saying his motel would be 
a better place for it, as it's not just some skeezy dump. So going back to the house, Minnie calls her quote boyfriend as Norman makes tea and sandwiches for supper. As Norman makes tea, he sees the tea caddy that had the poisonous tea that he killed his mother with in the 50s and puts it in the back of the cupboard. Norman freaks Mary out. By the way, he cuts the sandwich and stutters on the word cutlery. By the way, Perkins accidentally stuttered on that word, but was added in as a better effect. So, he tells her his life story about how he killed his mad mother when he was 12 by poisoning her tea. After agreeing to stay the night, Mary forces Norman to, into giving her his mother's old bedroom. However, he says no and gives, him, gives her the spare room. The next morning, Mary tells Norman that she has a bed at a friend's house after spending the night with a chair against the door. Very wisely, I would say. So Toomey then walks into the cafe the next moment and harasses both Norman and Mary. A note from, quote, Mother appears on our order wheel, which freaks Norman out so much so he faces off against Toomey, however, backs off. He explains about the note, which somehow disappears, so Norman storms off. That night, Mary shows up at the house, feeding Norman a bullshit story about her friend making a loud, passionate love to her boyfriend. So she stays the night and takes a shower. While on a shower, which was supposed to be the actual shower head from Psycho, however, that actual head was stolen off the set and had to be replaced by a cheap copy. Pretty much sums up this movie also. This is a cheap copy. So someone spying on her in a shower. Who can that one be, I ask? Hmm. Later that night, a drunk Tommy returns... Tommy, rather, returns to the motel to get his things as Norman gets his first phone call from, quote, mother. Tommy is then slashed and killed by Mrs. Bates in some terrible latex facial effects. The next morning, Dr. Raymond shows up to question why Norman has left his job and why he fired Tommy. While Mary is in the bathroom putting on her makeup, she notices a light coming from the small hole in a wall in Mrs. from Mrs. Bates' bedroom, making me think, did Norman spy on his mother when she was in the shower? Just gross. So Dr. Raymond goes to the sheriff to ask him to keep an eye on both Norman and Mary, also to put a tap on his phone, phone line, which the sheriff refuses, saying this is not Los Angeles, this is some hick town in California. So back at the motel, Norman sees, quote, mother in an upstairs window, so goes to check it out and find the room completely empty, however cleaned up to the way it was in the original movie, and he finds another note from, quote, mother. Meanwhile, here's a noise in the attic. So getting locked in the attic as two teenagers sneak into the basement to smoke pot and make sweet loving. However, they are caught by, quote, mother and the boy is killed as the girl gets away. In some very hitchcocking way, except you see the knife going into his body multiple times and you see blood spraying and splattering everywhere. Much, much later, Mary returns home and lets Norman out of the attic and he frankly runs around telling her what's happened. So she goes, checks out the room and it's back to being a shambles as it was previously. The sheriff shows up asking about the boy telling Norman that the girlfriend is in the car and she says the story that the boyfriend was killed by a woman dressed in black even though Mrs. Bates's dress was periwinkle blue with small yellow flowers on it. The police check out the basement finding nothing but a clean basement which Mary claimed she cleaned earlier. The sheriff grills Mary telling her about Norman and what he did to his mother's dead body. So Lyle shows up at the sheriff's office, demanding 
normally to be arrested for the murder of the boy. However, the sheriff says he can't do that as he has an abai in Mary. Plus, there is no body nor evidence. While searching for booze to make Norman a nightcap, Mary gets quizzed by surprise here. Lila is her mother. Yes, it's Mary Loomis, not Mary Samuels, as that's the name what Marion Crane used in the ledger when she signed into the, the hotel original, so why didn't Norman pick that one up? Anyway, moving on. And she, so Lila is her mother, and she wants him to go bug nuts. However, Mary doesn't want to go along with the charade anymore, and has indeed fallen in love with Norman. Well, splashing water on his face, Norman sees blood coming up from the toilet and bath. So frantically shouts for Mary to see. Then he tells her he believes he killed the boy and placed a bloody towel on the toilet just to flush it. And right here, I noticed the movie that said that the music is very Nightmare Street 2. What happened to the iconic cycle theme that's never actually used apart from the re-showing of the original murder? I mean, there's nothing in this. It's all Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Street 2, music very much so. Hmm. So while cleaning up the blood in the bathroom, someone is spying on Mary, which she investigates once getting a gun from her bag. She finds the room empty, however, finds a spy hole and sees she's being watched from the other side. So screaming her head off, Norman hears this and runs up the stairs to find Mary in his mother's room. So she sends Mary downstairs. Sorry, she sends Norman downstairs. Well, she calls her mother's hotel room from the upstairs telephone. So... She looks for her in the attic. As Norman goes downstairs, he hears and sees his mother. So freaked out, he runs to find Mary, telling her he heard his mother and she wants her dead. Norman and Mary spend a night in Norman's childhood room with Norman standing guard with a knife in hand. Waking up later that night, Mary finds Norman stand over with knife in hand. So Norman tells her he's becoming confused again and then points the knife at her when... She tries to lie to him. So weirdly, out of nowhere, she comforts him the rest of that night. And the love story is cemented somehow. <laughs> the next morning, Dr. Raymond shows up to tell Lila to tell Norman that Lila is Mary's mother. And the two of them are lying to make him go mad. However, Norman doesn't listen, telling him, quote, mother is still alive. Meanwhile, Mary faces off with her mother and tells her to stop messing with Norman. With Lila saying she hasn't, and all she has done is called Norman three or four times. In the meantime, Dr. Raymond has Mrs. Bates, Bates's body dug up, which looks nothing like the original dummy in Psycho to prove that she is officially dead. So going back home, Norman quizzes Mary about her mother. As the phone rings, Norman first answers it with, Hello, Mrs. Lemus. However, he then stops talking as mother is on the line. However, when Mary takes the, the phone off and she realises the phone line is dead. So she runs upstairs to use the second phone getting him to hang up, which he does however this has deeply unsettled him. So much so he thinks Mrs Bates isn't his mother at all and he's been talking to his real mother. So going to the swamp on the request of the sheriff Lila calls one more time however finding no one answering. She drives to the motel all the while Dr Raymond following her in his car. At the swamp the sheriff finds Tommy's suit to me's suitcase, then quizzes Norman about it. With Norman saying he has no idea what that suitcase is and had never seen any of the items inside of it apart from to Tommy's ashtray. While Norman gets driven back to the hotel, Mary gets told to leave the town by the sheriff. However, he finds a car in the swamp. 
Meanwhile, Lionel goes back to the motel, sneaks into the house via the fruit cellar, and is killed by Mrs. Bates in some terrible early 80s effects as a knife is forced down her throat. All the while, Raymond is waiting outside at the motel. He hears Lionel's screams and checks it out when he is caught by Norman. Dr. Raymond tells him he followed her, however he doesn't listen, saying Mrs. Bates wasn't his real mother. The sheriff then pulls Tommy's car out of the swamp, finding his body in the trunk. So Manny runs off to warn Norman about the police. He gets a phone call from Dr. Raymond, however Norman doesn't hear him, he hears Mother instead. When Dr. Raymond hangs up, but Norman is still talking to Mother, so Mary runs down to the fruit cellar and gets Mother's outfit. It's here we see Lila's body hidden under the coal. Going upstairs dressed as, quote, Mother, Mary tries to get Norman to hang up, but he doesn't listen, so she runs upstairs to use the second phone. However, Dr. Raymond catches her and she accidentally stabs him, with him falling over the banister and impaled deeper by the knife on the second banister and going down to the fruit cellar. Norman tries to cover up the murder and attacks Mary, who stabs him time and time again as Norman rants and raves at her. In some really terrible 80s effects, which has none of the Hitchcock flair, it looks like a very, very cheap Fred Therese effect as she stabs him in both hands, the shoulder, the gut, and various other parts of his body. So going down to the fruit cellar, Norman stumbles on some coal and reveals Lila's dead body. So going after the kill, Mary is shot by the sheriff just in time. At the police station, Ruby tries to do the same ending as original, but with the sheriff telling the story and not the local shrink. But this just comes off as a cheap copy. So the sheriff takes Norman back home. He fills the boiler with coal, then sits down for supper as Mrs. Spuel shows up claiming to be his real mother. So Norman poisons her with the tea from the tea caddy with her pulling a Mrs. Voorhees, explaining who she was and why she had to give him up at such a young age. So Norman hits her with the back of the head of a shovel and takes the dead body upstairs. So carrying the dead boys up, up to her room, he talks in her voice as she puts he puts the body in the window and opens up the hotel with Mother in the window watching as credits roll. So that was cycle two. Not a patch on original and what horror movie was in the 80s, this thing is a very cheap looking bad copy of Psycho, Hitchcock's greatest movie ever. This thing tried so hard to be Hitchcock but failed really bad with cheap gore effects and tons of splatter and not even using the iconic music. It had a bad ending so I'm going to give this thing half of what Psycho had which was 5 out of 10. Let's come back next week for Psycho 3 or why not check out my other movies I've done such as Critters, Halloween, Friday the 13th franchise and many many others. I've got dozens of other podcasts folks. Also don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me movie suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Any bye.